0: Hello again, everyone. This is Dan Dufa. It's SLGND, the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast, presented by the D-Hotel. All four members of the crew get together virtually for this episode. Dave and Shane and Gary and me, our first show, including the whole gang, since the NHL pause. So along with the latest news, we catch up on our activities during the stoppage of play and it might be the hardest we've laughed in nearly three years. Gary has the latest from the NHL Board of Governors conference call, scenarios for resuming play, and how to approach key dates. We also talk about Gary's in-depth interview with George McPhee and how the Golden Knights hockey staff is keeping busy, like the signing of Zach Whitecloud to a new two-year, $1.45 million contract extension. It's SLGND, the sheriff, lawless, and some guy named Dave podcast, presented by the d hotel and now here's dave
1: i tell you dan this is unbelievable that the us four dopes so obviously we can't be in the same area close quarters we understand all that with everything that's going on so the sheriff lawless some guy named dave you three dopes did this together the other day, right? We couldn't figure out a way to get the four of us involved. I don't know if it's good or bad that you found a way to get me involved. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> here it is. So I'm at the Gosher Estates. Gary's at his uh, crib. Shane's, I don't know where Shane is. I think he's uh, somewhere on the strip. Just I'm, at home, hi- I'm at home hiding
2: <laughs> in the guest room. The only available uh, place in my house with all the online Are you, schooling are you going in on. bed
3: again? I,
2: yeah, but I'm in the guest room now. I've been... I've- <laughs>
3: Are <laughs> sure, you a, heading in the, in the in wrong a direction, direction?
1: <laughs> Well there's nowhere to go But out, but outside after That's that, that is We the knew that Shane
0: was going to set the precedent When he did the podcast from his bed last week And clearly that precedent is not going anywhere Well if no, you guys If heavens. you
2: don't want any backroom noise uh, Background noise from my house Which is busy I have to find a secluded place So are you like under the covers No 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you can't tell. All you can see, you can't tell by the pants on. No, I Shane to Shane, show. Shane doesn't use a blanket unless he's on the plane with you and he, you guys can share it. Yeah, uh, um, we have a little we cuddle and watch
1: movies. And Dan's at the uh his his beautiful pad. We've never been invited. We're almost 3 years in, but that's fine on the strip. I just, just some, I just
3: listen. I just learned something about uh about the bat cave, the the cave. He's got yeah. a he's got electronic uh Fancy, um, uh, his blinds are remote. He just said, Oh, I should lower those. Pressed a button and uh, zoom, the blinds came down. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's really 21st century, like that's modern technology. <laughs> it's like you're at the Ritz in Montreal or something, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm Minus,
1: not quite do there. The fancy, yet, Dave. Do you have the fancy toilet? No, like, I was, in the was Ritz gonna say, Montreal? no, that's another no.
3: stratosphere I have not approached. That's well, an episode, maybe. that's an episode. The 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 Ritz Hotel, the Montreal Ritz. Carlton Toilets. That is, <laughs> that is a podcast.
1: Uh, numerous flushing options. Heated seat. As Heated we say, seat. Shane spent two hours on there. Didn't even go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know what? I would love. I wish I had one of those toilets in today's time with the toilet paper shortage. Oh, well, no. true, but you, yeah. you've
1: been you've been relegated to the guest room for now. I am. Uh, We'll we'll see if that changes anytime in the near future. So, uh, the Sheriff Lawless, some guy named Dave. Podcast brought to you by our great friends at the D Hotel, the official downtown hotel of your Vegas Golden Knights. All right, fellas. So we're. Um, I don't know. It's been. It's been almost two weeks. Be uh, two weeks. What on Thursday, Thursday right? Yep. We flew back from. Uh, from Minnesota not really knowing what uh, the future held for for the NHL for sports not only in this country but around the world and we've seen that everything has really come to up to a fast uh, halt here. So I want to get caught up first though. Did any of you guys do anything remotely interesting? over the weekend or uh, i mean have you used this free time safely and responsibly but have you put it to good use lawman you seem like you're ready to say something uh, pertinent
3: <laughs> well uh, so we have uh, our house is as full as it gets we've got uh, my wife and our daughter and uh, we we did some cycling on the weekend we you know i got the bikes all tuned up and uh, we've gone on uh, responsible social distance rides There's been um, a little bit of uh, hot tub action and... uh, What?! Oh, yeah. I wore the spot. That's what? enough. That's timeout.
2: <laughs> can you, can you explain that a little Yeah. I don't know what are we talking about here? I
3: said that wrong because it's. Uh, <laughs> only, oh, only, only with you clowns. Um, we have used our spot. That's house. making radio cuts for sure. <laughs> this, this is incredible. Uh, and, uh, I've been Did you say hot tub action? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, he did. With no clarification whatsoever. Stop it! You're making me giggle here. This is terrible. Uh, We cooked a lot, and uh, okay, so here's I gotta be honest. Here, here is the big issue here. Normally, like we're working at night, and now uh, we're free every night, and I like to have one cocktail before dinner, and then maybe a glass of wine with dinner. I'm having trouble stopping. Like the the <laughs> <laughs> there's the the ability to have a couple of drinks every night is um I, I, well, I, I've been put on notice by uh, the other members of the House that uh, it, uh, Monday through Thursday I'm allowed one, and then uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday I can uh, I Two? can I can have a couple more, <laughs> and then Sunday is supposed to be uh, booze free. But I don't like that idea one bit.
1: These seem like pretty harsh rules and pretty yeah. un- unnecessary rules. <laughs> well, the, to be but the with
3: fact that, that we send each other a picture of our first cocktail <laughs> every day via text <laughs> is—I've uh,
1: well, noticed it's become earlier and earlier in the day too, which is not a good, not a good. How many did you have in the hot tub? You're not supposed to drink in the hot. I tub. I
3: didn't. I didn't have any. I just had a, okay. a can of right. uh, of cucumber Perrier. It was very lovely. All right, so
1: we've learned that Gary, we had some hot tub action, <laughs> and he's been drinking that. a lot. Uh, how about you, Shane? Any? any uh, you don't well, have a hot tub. No. So. Well, okay.
2: I, I don't. I don't. I'm, uh, Gary said he, their house is as full as it can get. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna argue that statement. Uh, it is not. <laughs> well, you got a whole hair. I got. There, right? I got three dogs, three kids. Uh, yeah, running around.
1: Uh, One
3: wife. One way. <laughs> <not leaving> it. <laughs> Most yes. importantly, one way. <laughs> and he's in the guest room. <laughs> and he gets the guest room. Uh,
2: either that, I'm like Gary. It's, I think happy hour just, uh, you know, usually you'd think it's about a four or five. Uh, happy hour got earlier and earlier. Uh, yep. but happy to say, uh, Monday, uh, yesterday, I started a new week off fresh and, uh, commitment to, to living clean here for a few days anyways. And, uh, you know what? It, it's trying times for everybody, but you got to try and stay busy, uh, working out and, uh, you know, trying to kill time, guys. Uh, I think this is a good way. We got to do this when it's not podcast. This is how we should do. We should do, we should do a happy hour. Oh, yeah, we should. Oh, on on this. We should. Uh, so we, <laughs> we, we start should start at noon. Yeah. The next part, we should do a happy hour <laughs> podcast. Vir- yeah, the virtual woman
0: status would last how much longer
1: after that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> virtual happy hour. I think that's a great idea, Shane.
1: Um, so we've learned. So Dana, have you? So wait a minute, Shane. Hold back up a second. Do you tell me you did not have any sort of a beverage yesterday? I did not. Wow, that's that takes a lot of. I would discipline. like a ribbon,
2: please. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have said you have our certificate of merit? <laughs>
1: FedEx it over Dan have you uh, so myself and Shane and Gary obviously have uh, partaken in a couple of beverages just to kind of get through the day have you done the same?
0: I'm putting the uh, Duva wine cellar to the test. <laughs>
1: it's empty.
4: Uh, it is. It
0: is uh, nearing uh, that that point. No, it's uh, you know it's it's been okay because you got to be uh, you know it's like the Billy Joel song Piano Man there's we're sharing a drink called loneliness but it's better than drinking alone i think it's uh, one or the other right now um so uh you know it's it's been good you know i i rather than in a house i'm in uh, a rather large building which means that you share a lot of common spaces so they shut down the gym uh they shut down there's a library that has a nice coffee machine so that's all off limits now uh so i i made sure to order some uh, some coffee for the machine that i have uh, and I, I, I did order groceries remotely, which I had never done before. Uh, that was a neat experience. They, they drop it off for you. That was, that was great. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, there are a variety of things to keep me interested. Uh, it's, it's hard to think about what we might have done prior to the internet to fill this time. Uh, I do have some books. Uh, one of my friends uh, who wrote, uh, who covers the Washington Nationals, uh, had a book published today about their World Series Championship, Jesse Dougherty. But thankfully we've got all these devices and the technology. So I think I've spent more time on the telephone actually talking to people than I have in memory. You send a text here, you send a note there. But now that there's more time, I mean, I I, I spent an hour on the phone with my parents the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor parents. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked I talk to my brother people. for an hour, you know, and, and he's got the the little baby girl at home and I uh, so got to to talk to them for a while. So I think it's it's been trying to be productive in in keeping in touch with people and maybe talking a little bit more with folks that I might not have.
1: So with the gym closed, have you just taken a cranking out 500 pushups, 500 sit-ups right there in the living room?
0: I you know there's a, I didn't know of a thing called burpees. Do you know what burpees are? Oh <laughs> so yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. So there you
0: yeah. go. So that's your are your After a couple of beverages. Yes, I well, do know. a burpee. yeah. <laughs> oh. Different kind of uh, burpees, I think. Shane, no, so you know you, those. You're trying to, you know, Do, uh, make the most of, of what you got. And there's, uh, there's enough space, not as much as I would like, though.
2: I got a good shot, man. Here's a, here's an easy workout. Burpees are one of the hardest, Dan. So start, just start a clock. Just let it run on your phone. At, at at zero, do one burpee, and then at one minute, two, two minutes, three. Just work your way. See how far you can get. Oh, I've it, gone it, way past. It, it's, that, it's a Shane, great. I, if you can get to fifteen. That would be fantastic. <laughs> no, it's it's no, it's it,
0: and, and I've I've done it for a while, but it's it's now it's there's there's no alternative. You know what I mean? So, but but Shane, you're the expert. I, you've uh, done a little bit in terms of uh, making workout recommendations to fans. So, what's what's your routine like?
2: Well, it changes daily, and, and I believe we're, we're uh, starting a VGK Fit Challenge, which should be coming out soon. So I think anything you can do to get your heart rate up, uh, push-ups, you don't need weights. If you do, it's better. I think any type of circuit where you get the heart rate up, you get the muscles pumping. uh and try and challenge yourself that's why it's good to put a time on it or to put a a amount of rounds you want to do there's 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 various things out there that uh can keep people busy and i think it's important to because i think if you're staying healthy that helps keep the mind uh, a lot better place well i gotta tell you just to add to that it's not that we're going off on like a a health
0: podcast here but (laughs) it's it's also the uh the, the food that you're eating and and you know we're eating at very strange hours when we're on the road we're eating after games uh like your whole routine gets gets thrown off. Now Shane's done a great job; he's figured it out uh, with the, the the food that he's made at home and then bring it around. But I got to tell you, I don't have a chance to cook much at home until now. <laughs> so, and I got to tell you, I cooked something the other night that was about the top three things I have ever cooked. I had plenty of time to caramelize onions, to oh oven roast oven roast tomatoes, and I grilled Arctic char. It was great. You ever wow. have uh, Arctic char, by the way? It's fantastic. It's kind of like salmon. Yeah. So with the caramelized onions and the roasted tomato, it was delicious. I don't know if I could replicate it, but I uh, managed to knock it out of the park the other night, which is very, dinner very for tasty. One. Yeah,
3: dinner for one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's, that's, that's where the drink of loneliness comes in,
1: Dave. There you go. Well, a, I've had. Sorry, hey, go, go ahead. ahead no, 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 Dave, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say so. Shane and I—I think we talked about this on the road, on flights. We watch a lot of different shows. I don't watch a ton of movies when I'm home because I don't know. I just get busy doing other things. So I've watched more movies over the last five days (laughs) at home than I've watched in five years. So here's the rundown. Since you've asked, since you asked or didn't, Uh, the yesterday movie, Shane. You know, you know the Beatles group. Gary, I know you're a big Beatles guy. So they're a new group, and they're going to hopefully have some relative success. So the yesterday movie, which I I got a kick out of. All right, the other the, the Dan and Gary. This is for you. Blinded by the light. I like that. Uh, what else? Oh, I, I fell asleep during the uh, the, the Mr. Rogers situation. Oh. Uh, the beautiful day in the neighborhood. The but, movie or the uh, documentary. The, the the Tom Hanks okay, the movie. Yeah, because I yes. saw the
0: documentary, but I have not seen the movie.
1: Yeah, and, I, and it was no reflection on the movie. What, I've, what I have learned, back to the occasional beverage, is <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> if there's been a couple of beverages involved. And then it gets a little later in the evening and someone has the idea, let's watch a movie. There might be a little nap time involved in that (laughs) (laughs)
2: movie. So, so
1: you know, and then you have to kind of catch up the next day. Um, So I have learned that I usually try to get to the movies around, even started maybe before dinner time. And mm. watch them in a couple of different segments. because well, you're watching
2: movies that seniors watch, so I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Shane, so so here's the other thing, Shane. So we and I was, last night, had a nice dinner here at the house. And uh, what did I have? I had some salmon last night and maybe a taste of the spirits, maybe some uh, red wine. And then uh, it was time to maybe watch different uh, shows for the evening, as in I would watch one thing and uh, the better half would watch something else. So we have... We have more TVs than people in the house. <laughs> so said, okay, you watch your thing, I'll watch mine. So what I wanted to watch, Shane, and I had the dates messed up, which I, I thought season three of Ozark had started, and it has not. Ooh. It's March 27th. You got three days. Three days. So I get in. I get in the chair in the corner, and you know, I had a Bailey's and hot chocolate and ready to go. Ooh. Click, click on Netflix. And it hadn't started yet. So you know oh. what I default to, Dan? Watching what? Springsteen on Broadway. Yeah, there you go. That's there great. you go. That's fantastic. I, mean, I, I, I watched the
2: uh, Western we, Stars uh, not video, Pearl by the way,
1: Jam Dave. on Broadway. We well, well, have
2: we have fans that are under the age of fifty that probably listen to this. So could <laughs> oh, you geez. put some current things either than Springsteen,
1: no. the Beatles? No, that's my list right like, there. Come I, the on. Tragically hip. Do- I'm going to watch a Tragically hip documentary. Okay, that that. that, they, that I, and I said that in all seriousness, uh, Shane. Was, there was one, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago that came out after uh, the Gore Downey fella unfortunately passed Yeah, Am I right on that? So I do want to watch that. I do want to watch that. So anyway, uh, that's what I've been doing, uh, watching more movies than I ever thought I would at home and trying to time them maybe to uh, start them earlier in the day so there's not a nap time. Gary, you were going to say something important. Nothing important. Let's uh, okay. Let's let's move on. <laughs> all right, so let's move on from from the fun things <laughs> I'm tired and what, of what we've been doing lives. with our lives. To um, uh, all right, lawman. Speaking of, so you're the insider. We're told. Um, Board of governors and the owners had a conference call yesterday. They also smartly and very wisely had an infectious disease expert on this call. My understanding is they could ask anything they wanted. Uh, what's your what's the gist in your mind of what came out of that? And as we sit here recording this today, there's going to be a call with the general managers as well later on today. But what came out of yesterday's call?
3: Well, first of all, the NHL put out an FAQ uh, yesterday for for fans, and there's a really interesting... Uh, update in it and it. the frequently asked question is if the NHL playoffs go into July and or August could there be a shortened regular season next year? The answer is no. We do not anticipate a scenario in our resumption of play format that would endanger or interfere with the league's ability to stage and execute the 2020-21 NHL season In its entirety, so that's a pretty that's a pretty important nugget because it kind of puts a time frame on this season, uh, sort of a, a a deadline, if you will. Now, they still have to have an off season at some point in time because there's an amateur draft, there's free agency, there's all the critical dates when you have to sign a college free agent, when you have to qualify uh, a restricted free agent, all that stuff has to be sorted out. And they'll call those the transition rules. But I was listening to Darren Dragger last night, and he suggested a scenario where they could play, you know, into September and use, you know, October, uh has the off season and then start the next season in early November uh and the, you know the way that they would there would be no bye week the all-star game would have to get scrubbed and that would be sort of a, that's kind of the, the drop dead where they would be able to to do both things to have a playoff season for this year and and then complete all of next year. Now the reason all of next year why they don't want to endanger that is mostly economics. The Vegas only has four home games left this year, and most teams are right around that number. So most of the economics for this season, for the regular season, anyways, you know, you're about nine tenths of the way done. So that's that. You know, if you had to lose the playoffs this year. And not award the Stanley Cup. It's it's a pill to swallow, but it's not not as large as as it potentially could have been if this had happened in December, per, you know, uh, per se. So, but they don't want to endanger next year because obviously that's a whole new set of uh, of economics. Uh, the, just the other thing that uh, has become, I think, pretty clear is that Gary Bettman um when he talks about hand, uh, awarding the Stanley Cup and it having integrity there's going to have to be some regular season games i don't think he can you can form a playoff bracket with teams having played a different number of games so vegas is at 71 there's a bunch of teams at that at that number that's the most games played so you'd have to get to 72 and uh and then the other teams would have to catch up to, to get to it. I guess you could end it at 71. Uh, but that's going to be sort of, uh, so two things uh, really that kind of stand out to me is there's going to have to be a equal number of regular season games played so that they can, they can set the playoff bracket properly so that the, the standings match points percentage. That's that, that those two things have to line up. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, there is a potential to, to change next season a little bit, but it would have to start in early November for them to get in all 82 and have a regular playoff.
1: I'm curious to see too, Gary, what, you know, it was on March the 15th, so nine days ago, that the CDC recommended no crowds of 50 people or more for eight weeks. So that brings us into the middle of May from that date. Now, I know that the NHL was hoping maybe 45 days into that 60-day period that they might be able to start some sort of a, of a training camp um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not you know as we sit here right now the the latest news is the Summer Olympics have just been postponed for a year yeah. in Tokyo um, I'm curious if and when they're able to restart this and and let's go with your you know kind of your your um, your th- line of thinking that it's in July August September right now we're not supposed to have crowds of 50 people or more. I wonder what what those games are going to look like. Can you go from having crowds of fifty or more to eighteen thousand all of a sudden, like T-Mobile? You know what I mean. Could you do you do you you put a limit on the crowds? Do you play it in front of no people? Like I guess, and that's you know, all of this is unknown for all of us. But I'm very curious if and when they do get ramped up again, what what the actual product in you know on a night to night basis is going to look like from an attendance standpoint.
3: Yeah, well, I would have to agree with you, and I think that is you know that remains the unknown. Unknown, where where we're at, and whether or not uh, um, you know, in particular here in the United States and Canada, whether or not they can we can get to a place where uh, you you can really you know um, lo- loosen up some of the social distancing. Uh, rules that we're following right now. And I, I don't have a crystal ball on that one. So I think that's, uh, that's the unknown. I think that was a big reason why they had the uh, infectious disease expert on the call was to, you know, it's one thing for Gary Bettman to be saying, this is what we're being told. They put a guy on the phone yesterday and he, you know, sort of spelled out the reality of the situation to the owner so that they, that, you know, they would all be on the same page moving forward.
0: Well, Gary, the other thing that, uh, I'm sorry, guys, the, the, the thing that, um, that had come up before, just in terms of, you know, playing before empty arenas, that seems to to jive with the economic side of this. Does it not, Gary? What yeah, for sure. What, 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 how did that come up? And in terms of, like, to me, I, I wonder why you would even entertain playing games in front of no fans. Is that still a consideration? Well, you can't.
2: Yeah. It's impo- there's more than 50 people if you put two teams on the ice yeah. with coaching right. staff.
3: Yeah, and then to broadcast the game, et cetera, et cetera. I think you know you're going to have around 500 people in the building, you know, before uh, before you let a fan in, uh, right? Uh, to just just to put the game on and broadcast it, and uh, not to I, mention the expense of traveling, you know, charter yeah, flights, sure. hotels. No, like there's, it's a yeah. huge expense
0: to yeah. not get any money for the games from ticket sales. No, well,
1: well, and the other part of that would be too, Dan. To your point is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, regular season ticket sales are one thing. You start over in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You've got all these extra games, and, and, and you know, let's not lose f- sight of the fact that the economy and people on a day-to-day basis are just in, you know, there's a lot of people that are in dire straits right now. You know, I mean, we've talked about, you guys talked about the last podcast that Bill Foley and the Golden Knights and, and Marc-Andre Fleury and, and A++ for their efforts to to take care of, uh, you know, the people that work part-time on a, to, uh, you know, help put our games on at, at T-Mobile, but there are millions of people that are really hurting, and, and are they going to have any sort of ancillary income to buy tickets to sporting events? I think that might be a, a concern as well. I, I find it hard to believe, you know, maybe they slowly can ramp up uh, if we do get the ability to move forward here and start to to form some crowds. Maybe it's a slow escalation of uh, how big you can have the crowd. I've said to you, Shane, jokingly, but I say it, you know, in all seriousness, as well, I can't imagine doing a game at T-Mobile to an empty arena with you down between the benches and just <laughs> nobody there. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> it would yeah. be the most surreal thing. And, and that's why I don't think you, you get to that point until everything's a lot clearer picture and hopefully better times ahead before they really do make a decision on, on moving forward with uh, playing
1: hockey. Hey, uh, so we should mention, and uh, people probably know this, there have been two players that have tested positive for COVID-19. They're both members of the Ottawa Senators. It's not clear. You know, the Senators did play a game in San Jose. When the you know people in Santa Clara County recommended not playing the game, not having crowds, I'm not sure if you know they can't prove that that was from that game or not. But there's been two players in the NHL, both from the Ottawa Senators. The other thing I thought was interesting, Gary, is and you know gets into a bigger conversation of sh- shortage of testing in the United States and, and shortage of testing kits, but they do not recommend mass testing of all nhl players right now right is that correct they're not this isn't going to be all right before we get back at this now every player and every nhl team is going to go through a test for the coronavirus they're not recommending that right now
3: no and i think that they're being uh, responsible citizens and if if a player doesn't have symptoms you know there and there is and there's a, a a member of the public that has symptoms that test is better used right now with the person that that actually has symptoms so i think that uh um you know again that's another unknown if you get to a point where you are going to put guys on the ice um you know maybe there's a 14 day uh you know quarantine prior to uh, uh prior prior to getting back to going so that they can have some some measure of assurance that uh, they're putting healthy healthy players on the ice and there's not going to be a guy out there that uh, that is that is spreading this because let's face it These guys, uh, they get close to one another in certain circumstances, and uh, um, certainly there won't be uh, uh, there won't be there won't be anybody licking another player as we've seen from uh, from a member of the Boston Bruins in the past.
1: Well, it's amazing that um, how much staples in American sports have been or world sports have been. Postponed. You think about the Masters, the March Madness tournament, the Boston Marathon, uh, and that's just you know those. That's just a quick list. How About the Memorial Cup, guys, and Gary and Shane with uh, yeah. your Canadian roots. Um, you know, this would have been the 102nd year of playing the Memorial Cup, which is the uh, junior hockey championship in Canada. That's been that's been postponed as well, and I, I can't imagine either of you guys would have ever thought you'd see a day when that would happen. Well, it's, it's all a-
3: canceled. Yeah, Shane competed for that trophy yeah. when uh, when he played for five years in the in the Western Hockey League, and uh, I don't think you never you did never make the tournament, did you, Shane? No, I kept losing to Kelly McCrimmon's <laughs> team two years in a row in the final. <laughs>
2: um, well. Uh, but so, to
1: have that canceled, right, is it's incredible. Oh, it's,
2: it is to have it uh, done, and, and and like I said, for and I talked about this last podcast, you know, in the former player in me, uh, it's it's devastating to for those players. It, it's not like you're canceling like two, three months into the year, right? That you've already played a, 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 an incredible amount of games and grinded through, and and why did you play that for that ultimate goal to play for the championship? So. Uh, for them to cancel, that's really heartbreaking for these young players. I, I know how important that is at that time in your life to, to compete for that, to play for that. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality of the times we're in. And, uh, that's why, you know, seeing the NHL, I, I really, you know, try to be optimistic that things can eventually work through here with what we're going through in the world and that they can find a way to still hand out the Stanley Cup.
3: Well, there, Gary, do you, there's a, ne- there's you. an extra wrinkle in for, in junior hockey, and the fact that most of the players are playing um, in cities or towns yeah. that are th- where 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 their parents don't live. You know, if you're Shane and you're you're from Nepawa and you end up playing in uh, where'd you go first, Swift or PA? Swift, Swift Current, then Prince Albert. Yeah. So, so the Swift Current uh, and then to Prince Albert. You know, if if Shane was in Prince Albert right now and this had started, I can guarantee you. That Mama Nighty would have said, "You need to get home, Shane, and you need to be under our roof, and you need to be under our roof tomorrow night by ten o'clock." So get in your in your 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 Datsun or your Pinto or your Gremlin or whatever you were driving <laughs> Hi, at Sunberg, the time. Thank you, Sunbird. <laughs> <laughs> and, what uh, a vehicle! And and get on the Yellowhead Highway and get home. So uh, a, a lot of the players had it, most players had returned to their homes and the logistics of at one point in time saying okay everybody come back and these are teenage boys these aren't uh um you know these aren't professional athletes some guys might have, you know there's no access to ice etc cetera, etc cetera. it became a lot more difficult to be able to restart the Canadian Hockey League, and I think uh, the NHL is in a di- different situation than that. The East Coast League, you know they've scrubbed everything for I think similar reasons those guys couldn't be uh, hanging around in the towns that where where the East Coast League is based and not not be getting paid. Uh, so that one again, that had to be scratched. The American League and the NHL are a little bit different. They can hang out a little bit longer. Shane,
1: you went through two lock, uh, one lockout, right? The 0405 one where the, everything got wiped out. Yeah, not fun. Um yeah, not fun. Um, uh, my question to you would be, so if you were a player right now and you were going through this, what would be your approach day to day?
2: Well, I don't it, you can't compare the two because this is drastically different. During the lockout, guys were still skating, playing, some playing in different leagues. Uh, you know, performing—you're still living life, right? You're still out and about. This is this is completely different, and I, and right now, I think the approach is trying to stay busy, and uh, you know, did the, every guy daily is going to make sure they're trying to keep themselves uh, in the best shape possible with whatever they have accessible to them in their homes, and, and outside of that, the it's a different time. Oh, four oh five, we weren't uh, we weren't Facetiming, we weren't uh, texting, we weren't uh, doing any of that, so. Oh, maybe we're texting, I can't remember, but certainly not uh, the ability for these guys. I think, you know, daily they're going to be on conversations with one another, keeping in touch uh, whatever way they can. So, you know what, that's all they can do. It, this is uh, this is a unique situation. This is one nobody has gone through before. Uh, players, people, anybody. Uh, so it, it is totally new, and I think everybody kind of learns how to handle it day by day.
1: I'm curious Dan as they sit here now and we get into the final week of March how long do they wait it out you know do they get to that, that 8 week window the CDC recommended on no crowds of 50 or more that takes us into the middle of May uh, that to me is you see all these other leagues and other sporting events around the world that have that have either been canceled postponed whatever the case might be Um, What's your thought, Dan, on how long they they wait this out until they make some sort of a decision? You
0: know, you're you're looking at at, at two different strategies. One is we're going to just cancel everything. We're going to just blow it all up like the Olympics, like the ECHL, like the Memorial Cup, like all spring sports at the collegiate level. Just that was done immediately. I mean, the College World Series is played in late May and into June. All of that just canceled. So that's the blow it up mentality the other mentality that the nhl the nba and some other entities are going toward is we are watching things closely it's premature to make any decisions we're going to wait and wait and wait and then we'll make a decision when the time is appropriate so yes the cdc puts out that number the eight weeks the 60 days takes you into may and i feel like there's Again, we're only a week, a couple weeks into this, but you're thinking about, is that realistic or is that number left out there for now, just for the sake of optimism, uh, something to hold on to? Now, does that get extended? Maybe it's eight weeks, maybe it's 12 weeks. But at least that they are pointing towards something, because for now, I think that it helps everybody if there is something to hope for rather than just cancel everything. You want to hold on to some kind of hope, even if that hope is delayed, even if it's put off. I think that we would feel um, really more downtrodden if they just said, nope, we're we're canceling the NHL season. We have no intention of resuming it. Uh, Who knows? I mean, that could ultimately happen. But I think at this point in time, it's just... For the psyche of of sports fans, for the leagues that can do it at the highest levels, NBA, NHL, of course, uh, affected in the middle of their seasons, Major League Baseball delaying its season. Major League Baseball has a window based on weather. The NBA, the NHL play inside. Major League Baseball can only go so far. Just listening to some conversations about MLB resuming today. If they're pushing it back until, let's say, June 1st or um, even later than that, uh, you can't play 162 games in that window just because of weather. So more double headers or do you shorten the season, things like that. So in terms of when you, you think about a timetable, I think that at least you prepare for a mid-May resumption. Even if that's not right, even if that has to be pushed back, well still the 45 day wait to resume hockey activities, well that's not tomorrow, it's not next week. That's 45 days. So let's wait a few more weeks if we need to adjust. There there it's changing so rapidly. Let's just wait to see what the next adjustment should be and um, and remain optimistic that You're listening to the right people. You're getting the best information to have that medical expert on the call with the Board of Governors. All of that's essential so that you can be planning rather than just blowing everything up. I got a
3: question for Shane. If you do, let's say you start in July. So then you've been off for most of March, all of April, all of May, all of June, for almost four months. It's like a regular off-season. Yeah. Can can you just snap your fingers and and play a, play one or two regular season games and then start the playoffs? Well, you're going to have to, right? I would well, rather have that. As a, as that. a, you make a as player, how
2: do you handle that physically? Well, there's some of them that are using this to get healthy. Uh, some important players on the Golden Knights <laughs> uh, that that were unavailable. Listen, you know, <sighs> Pretty much two-thirds of the one line in Patch Ready and Stone. So they're coming back healthy. They're training. Uh, I think it's just a matter of getting on the ice, right? You're going to need your timing. You're gonna need, they're going to need some ice sessions. Let's say a week. Uh, guys, it, it's different times. I think a week, uh, you know, they'd throw some scrimmages in there. Yeah, it's going to be a little rusty, but these games hold magnitude. And you know what? For the teams that are out fighting for it, that was the position they put themselves in. Now, everything isn't going to be perfect, but you got to find a way. And this is about, you know, digging in and, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be unique and it, and it's not ideal, but it is the, the situation we're in. And uh, I think guys are, are willing to adapt to me, to still have the opportunity to, to play this season out to, to compete for the Stanley Cup.
1: You know, on your point, Gary, earlier of you know everyone's you got to get to the same amount of games. So let's say, pick a number. You said seventy-two, maybe it's seventy-four. Do they? And or did you just call it, Chain? You just well, say, Can okay, we expand the playoffs? You play sixty? Oh, you could. Like do, uh, you I'm know,
2: open. To you know, all add teams. Ideas. Add teams have like the division leaders, kind of whoever's point percentage through, and then play. You know, kind of you know wild card type. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. There's yeah. that way. That yeah. way, everybody's going into playoffs in the same. Exact same scenario. They're, they Played the same amount of games going in. I don't. But then again, if you're one of those teams through, then you wait longer. Is that advantageous, or would you rather get a game under your right. belt? So the, the bad teams can't get the the bad teams can
0: get the rust off, while the exactly. better teams are more rusty. Uh, would, would you rather be going into game one of the playoffs with zero games under your belt, or the team that had a play in game that won it and then gets to play? You know, I'd I'd rather be that team that played the extra game.
3: Yeah, I've talked to a, a couple of GMs who just simply said. Guys that have teams that are already in, and they're like, no chance. You cannot yeah. let uh, somebody play a playoff, a, a playoff weighted game while we're sitting and waiting. That's not uh, yeah. that that's that's not that's a, that creates competitive imbalance, which affects the integrity of awarding the Stanley Cup, which Gary Bettman
0: has said is paramount. And then the other side of it is we're we're thinking from a Golden Knights point of view here, first place team, no matter how they slice it, they would be in a playoff picture. But if you were to just play a couple of regular season games, say get to 74, think about the Detroit Red Wings who have had nothing to play for for a long time. You're going to say that those (laughs) 23 guys are going to get back in hockey shape and play two games that are meaningless, they have no hope, they have long since been out of the playoff picture, then to go on another two-month hiatus. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You yeah. can't do that either.
3: No, I, that's a great point in that uh, what the Vegas Golden Knights players are doing right now in terms of trying to remain in shape versus what... <laughs> The red the, the Red Wings and the Devils and, no come on and, the Kings and, and no. their players what they're up to you know no. uh, some guys have a green light right now Shane as they say <laughs> and, as they say in the business, yes. they, they be on the, the Keith Kachuk 0405 lockout <laughs> program <laughs> who knows maybe Big Buff will be ready to rejoin the Jets oh
1: no
2: chance oh boy oh. No chance.
1: Uh, Gary uh, we should mention you had a uh, what I thought was a very good conversation with uh, George McPhee yesterday at part of the uh, podcast, uh, the interview series, and we our, our plan is to to do more and more of these as we as we move forward, be it with management or players, etc. Um, but yesterday, a good conversation with uh, George McPhee and the Sheriff Lawless, some guy named Dave. Podcast, the interview series. Be sure to check that out. Uh, he had a very interesting way to put it. I think to you, Gary George, yesterday he said, you know, it's. Um, It's all consuming. It's life consuming when you have a job like his in this business. But I think I'm not comparing what we do to what he does. But for all of us, right, we're all creatures of habit. You know, you either have a game or you're preparing to go do another game and traveling or whatever the case might be. And then all of a sudden. Bang! It stops. Um, it's it's very odd for all of us, but I thought it was interesting the way he put it. He put it to you uh, yesterday, just how much he misses it, and it's it hasn't even really, you know, been what uh, two weeks just yet.
4: Well, what we all learn when you're at this level is that it's life consuming, and sometimes at a great personal cost. Uh, this business can be hard on your family, and and uh, you, you sort of become cloistered. This is This is all you know. This is all you do. Every once in a while, you can escape with a good book or something, but not for long. You know, no one's telling us we have to do this. We're doing it because we really, really enjoy it. And, uh, and I, I just, I love the challenge, um, that hockey presents. It's a constant and endless education. We're learning all the time. And, um, And you just mentioned you sit there and you watch practice. You look at line combinations. When you're watching practice, we're, you know, when you're in management, you're looking at everything. How is the coach coaching? What are the drills like? Are they the, are they the right drills for this team? Um, how are certain players doing? Is someone trying to get through practice uh, that's injured? And boy, can they really go tomorrow night or not? Um, all of the different things that you process. And again, in management, you're thinking, okay, where are the weaknesses? What can we improve on? And it's just, uh, it's consuming um, because you allow it to be, but it has to be if you want to be good at this level. And so um, I I sure miss that and and hope we get back to it soon. But um, it, it really is. A privilege to be able to do it it was an interesting conversation we
3: talked a a lot about hockey and and then a little bit about life and it was uh it was more open than i've seen that i've experienced george in an interview setting um for me ever. So uh, I think it's worth a listen. And uh, if you want to listen to the whole thing, um, it's available where uh, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And they're still conducting business, Gary, obviously. And um, just recently announced they signed Zach Whitecloud to a two-year contract extension. And he's somebody that's, you know, really come in last, you know, quarter of the season, I guess, if you will, guys. And, you know, really formed what's been a a nice, reliable third defense pair um, with Nick Holden. Um, I guess uh, anyone wants to kind of jump in here. What are your thoughts on on the Golden Knights signing him up through the uh, 2021 season?
2: I think it's a it's a very fair deal both ways for Zach Whitecloud to I remember getting getting your first one way contract uh, an exciting thing uh, and I think the number is excellent for the Golden Knights from what they've seen from him here in kind of a you know small sample size but he in that small sample size he's been able to show playing important hockey when the when the game has been elevated here late in the year that he can step in and you know it's not a fancy game but it's it's a nice quiet clean game. Uh he's responsible defensively. The big thing is he, he he skates well. Uh I think there's some strength he can still add to his game. He can get stronger. Uh I think a lot stronger. Uh he's got a good but that he's got a big frame to fill into at 6 foot 2. So that's uh, but he's a committed guy. He's a real kind of, you know, thinker of the game. He's a sponge. Sponge athlete that soaks up all the information, wants to learn constantly, uh trying to learn and get better. Uh but the big thing for me is his uh, with the puck and that's one of the important things now if you want to be a defenseman in this league your decisions to move the puck quickly efficiently uh, no panic sometimes you need to do it quicker sometimes you need to do it slower but he was able to adjust to the timing of the NHL and, and make those plays under pressure without pressure uh, and, and that's the big thing to his game you're going to see a lot of these guys that can defend well but You still need to be able to move the puck. And to me, he showed those things. So uh, a nice reward for him. And I think a real good contract for the Golden Knights and the player they have.
3: You know, I would ask you if at this, if during training camp, if you had had looked at all that crew of glass, um, White Cloud, Schult, Coghlan, that group of players. If I'm missing anybody, remind me, guys. But uh, if you hadn't looked at that group and sort of thought, "Who's going to have the biggest impact on the Golden Knights' NHL season among this group?" it probably wouldn't have been it probably wouldn't have been Zach White Cloud. You probably would have looked at, you know, Coglin because of uh, the big offense uh, he's been able to, to provide, and then Glass and maybe Hig and sort of thought it's probably going to be one of these guys it's been it's been Zach Whitecloud and uh, he has you know he's the first to establish himself I guess Glass did prior to injury but uh, you know physically Cody's got some work to do I think before you can kind of really slate him in has a has an automatic NHLer but Whitecloud is now he's got the one-way contract and that's what he is he is an NHL player and I Uh, my sort of the the most the thing that impresses me the most about him is growth and you you might be careful to put a ceiling on Zach Whitecloud right now because I don't think he's interested in a ceiling he he has plans to get better and better and better and how far that goes remains to be seen but uh, um He's going to do whatever he has to and, and commit himself in whatever fashion to become the best player he can, and that's uh, it's a great quality. And I think that the other thing to point out here, his progress
0: this season impeded because of an injury. I mean, he missed time this year. You go back to his his first full pro season, led the American League in plus minus, and was, of course, a reliable guy in the Calder Cup playoffs for the Chicago Wolves. But I wonder if his emergence with the Golden Knights was delayed a bit because of the injury situation that he had.
1: Yeah, they had said, too, Dan, that, you know, I remember we talked with Kelly McCrimmon um, recently. Well, not recently, but uh, when White Cloud was brought up earlier this year. And, yeah, the plan was to get him up a bit earlier, right? And then he had a couple of he had injured in, in um, training camp and then to get injured again with chicago but yeah that was um yeah it's it's easy to wonder i mean nick hague was kind of the guy that spent what the first half of the year um up here with the golden knights and then yeah i, I think he probably would have been up here sooner had he not had to deal with a couple of different and, injuries and
0: just it's it's not so much that one player is necessarily better than another it, it also has to do with what the golden knights need a, a certain kind of defenseman a lefty righty but you know do, do you need a guy who skates really fast Do you need a guy in the power play do you need a guy who's just a good puck mover and and zach seems to be uh, what's impressed me the most was just some of his decision making where it, we he had that incredibly long stretch to begin his time in with the golden knights where he was not on the ice for an even strength goal against i forget the exact number off the top of my head and you know of course there were going to be a couple of mistakes that eventually did happen but that was impressive to me right from the start he was reliable and seemed to make good, quick decisions without overthinking, without having a brain fart. Yeah.
2: Well, the big thing is the right handed shot's a big addition yeah. and, and nothing to take away from Nick Hague. Nick, I think Nick Hague has a to me, I think he has a lot more potential to be a top. guy. They may be partners. They play together in American Hockey League, Hague yeah. and, and White Cloud. But Zach White Cloud, to me, number one, right shot. And number two. Opportunity. We we say, you know, did he stand above? Well, Coglin we haven't seen, so I can't do a fair assessment. I think Coglin has more offensive side. But the big thing is you wait for opportunity as a player to get it, chance. And I think not only did White Cloud come up and prove and play well and prove himself, he got a lot of help, some real reliable partners and veteran players like Holden. Uh played with Martinez for a bit. Uh I think that that has been very advantageous for him. And he's taken hold of it. Uh, You know, other guys can get it, but it's what you do with that opportunity. And credit to him, he's made the most of it.
1: The Sheriff Lawless, some guy named Dave Podcast, brought to you by Finley Auto Group, the great people at Finley, Acura, Lincoln, Jaguar, and Chevy. All right, a couple of more items, guys. have you been watching great work by AT&T Sportsnet, by the way? So there is this hockey void, right? And uh, they've been rerunning Golden Knights games. So tonight is going to be the Golden Knights on the Winnipeg Jets from February 2019. Have you been watching these, Shane? Have you been watching them on mute? That's what yeah, I do.
2: Yeah, I have. I've watched them, but I don't like to listen because I'm too critical. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's great to have hockey back on uh, TV. I, I certainly wasn't watching the national feed of the game last night. Uh, no. I was... <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what I did. So the 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 NBCSN, right? So they had Bruins Leafs from 2013. Yes. The Bruins had a huge comeback come in Game Seven. So I, having broadcasted that in back in the day in real time, I watched that. I didn't know that right after that was going to be the Golden Knights and the Sharks. So you know what I did? I turned off the yes, television. Yes, well, <laughs> impossible.
2: <quick, laughs> but yeah, yes. I think it's great. Uh, for chance for fans to watch, and uh, uh, and it's always good when you know the outcome.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it Dan, a easier
2: to know what's coming.
1: And then on the radio side, there's been discussion of uh, they're going to air, re-air some of your and Gary's fine uh, broadcast from the past.
0: It, it sounds like it. And and those conversations continue. So I don't know that there is a, a timetable for it, but we are digging deep into the archives. And uh, though nobody else has heard it recently, I, I did uh, in editing back the first game ever from uh, the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars in October of 2017. Just listening to that brought back a lot of memories. So I, I hope that uh, with everything at the radio station and the Golden Knights, we can sort it out and, and get some of those broadcasts back on the air, too. It has been fun, and whether it's been Golden Knights games, some other great sports moments, um, hockey basketball, baseball, football. It's, it's neat to go back into the archives. And um, uh, for, for the younger people who uh, weren't around to see some of it, it's, it's a great learning experience, too. So uh, reminding us and also a first look for some people,
1: too. NHL Network's been rerunning some of the Stanley Cup uh, Stanley Cups of years past, and it's so weird to watch a game, even from the mid '80s. No ads on the boards, no ads on the ice, no score box at the top of the screen. Where the announcer actually had it's like radio, Dan. You actually had to save the time and score on television because yeah. <laughs> nobody had any idea what's going on. It was just so uh, the graphics and just you know, and I I remember all that, but just yeah. how it seems so primitive. That, you know, when you look at it now, back then you didn't know any different.
0: And the biggest thing for me is the size of the screen, right? The, right. the old televisions, the standard definition four by three, but now with widescreen sixteen by nine. If there's a sport that has benefited most from the high definition and the wide dimensions, I think it's hockey. It just feels like you're so much closer, uh, like you see more of the ice with uh, the modern HD perspective compared to the old SD, the just the square, the old TV. It was it was. <laughs> Like you were in a telephone
3: booth
1: trying to watch the game or something. The picture's a lot better. The announcers yeah. have not really progressed very no. much. The thing that no.
3: stands out to me the most is, you know, you watch uh, color. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's ageism. Yeah. That's a- you're being ageist, Shane. You watch, <laughs> you watch some of the defensemen. You know, like the, the announcer oh. says, you know, Gretzky, you know, flies by the defenseman. Well, it's like the defenseman's skates were glued to the ice. Oh, it's a different game. It's a completely different game. And then when they take a shot on net and the goalie is, uh, you know, fills a third of the net rather than all of it. It's just – so at the end of the day, I know Alex Ovechkin has better sticks than a lot of those guys had and and different equipment, but what he has accomplished in this era where – that, you know, all the players are really good. All of the goalies are really good. And to be scoring goals on the pace he is, uh, it, we can have the debate, but it, Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer in the history of the National Hockey League, in my, in, in my opinion.
1: Well, it's interesting, too, Gary, that uh, my old high school hockey coach sent me a link the other day. It was Bobby Orr's birthday just last week. So he sent me this YouTube link to Bobby Orr Highlights. And, um, you know, I think Bobby Orr is the greatest ever. But, look, I'm biased. I'm from New England. But the point being, if you looked at the goalie pads back in 1970, 71, 72, like the leg pads, it was like you grabbed a pillow from your bed and they threw (laughs) threw them on your leg. I I watched it yesterday thinking there was probably a 70% chance that any shot towards the net was going to go in they scored from everywhere I'm not taking anything away at all and I never ever would from players of that generation but kind of furthering your point Gary compared to what there's put Robin Leonard in that right now there's no room to speak of between his size as a human and the equipment on top of that so back in the day you felt like they could pretty much uh, any chance had a pretty pretty good opportunity of going in
2: no, I agree. We're- I think Gary's right. Yeah. It's, but I don't, I don't like to compare generations because right, it's just, it's too hard. You know, the advancement uh, of, and it starts with training, right? Players are well more equipped now the way they train their body side strength. They're faster. You know, you take, you take somebody back from there, take Bobby Orr to today's time, give him the, the training, the technology, the equipment. Who knows that he still wouldn't be just, maybe just as dominant. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I think
1: I agree. I was going to say, Gary, I just think great players from any generation yes. yeah. would fit in any generation.
3: Yeah. If you give Ben Hogan, uh, today's golf clubs, Ben Hogan's going to be one of the best players uh, on the tour for sure. I just went and Googled it while we were having the discussion. Bobby Orr's shooting percentage was only 8.8. 8. His career shooting percentage was 8.8. 8. So it's uh, hmm. um, that, you know, when, when you think of who he was shooting at, you, you th- right. you'd think it would have been higher, but 8.8. Uh, 8. What was Bobby's? What what are you saying? He's overrated? No, not at all. (laughs) Uh I'll get you Mike Bossy right now, Shane.
2: Give me a second. Bobby, where's clips are the best? It looks like he's the only guy skating on the ice. It's unbelievable. He he was a guy that skated probably more like today's game back then than anyone. It's it's incredible.
1: Just would fly by guys. It was like guys were pylons out there. Like they had their skates stuck in cement, killing penalties on his own. Not a problem. And the other thing is, and you probably would know this, Shane, back until he came in, I mean, Doug Harvey, one of the all-time greats, and Harry Howell, phenomenal New York Ranger, those guys very rarely made any sort of – Foray into the offensive zone. Yeah. They were lucky to get past the red line. He was yeah.
3: twenty-one point oh. two for Mike Bossy. Yeah, that's. Oh, there yeah. you go. The year yeah. he scored sixty-nine, his shooting percentage was twenty-four point seven. <laughs> <laughs> One in every four went in the net. My goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, but it's it's. If anything, you know, it's at least it's been kind of cool to the yeah. NHL Network. Good on them to yeah. show some that's of great. these uh, tapes from years past. So, all right, guys. Well, this is. Um, I, I think it's a minor miracle we've been able to pull this off, the four of us on some. What are we on, Dan? The Google Hangout situation? That's correct, Dave. Okay. All right. So we're recording this into our phones, the, all of our audio, so we can see each other, which is probably overrated. But the audio, we're all recording <laughs> separately, and then this will take Dan most of the rest of the day to layer. What is it? The sync, the voice tape sync situation? The uh, sync. The,
0: the, the process is tape sync, the, <laughs> uh, the uh, audio platform, the editing software we use is adobe audition and then we uh use uh another company to spread that audio to all the different podcast platforms so whether you're on uh say soundcloud or itunes or spotify uh, there there's a whole process or process
2: process not any of the other three of us would have any clue
1: how to do no, that. no, 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 Dan. I hope you'll let, let's have this wrapped up in the next forty-five minutes and out to the people.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. I just, just just what I need to spend another five hours listening to you three guys.
1: <laughs> it was bad enough in real time. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun, and um, you know we'll be certainly doing more of these um, uh, in the not too distant future, and we encourage everyone to uh, stay safe, quite obviously, and most importantly, and hopefully this brings a little uh, levity and enjoyment. To the day do you guys have anything you know we know Dan's busy what do you got planned
2: I would like to send why don't we send out and ask to the fans to send yeah. uh, on Twitter or whatever what you'd like to hear whether it's hockey or something else for us to discuss give us advice so we can yeah. uh, try Pop and entertain culture. people in this time yeah yeah. yeah well, so send us
1: um yeah, so how should we do that, Dan? They can send Sure, Use the hashtag, the, uh, yeah. Twitter. Hashtag a, SLGND. Right. There, hashtag S L G
3: N D. We'll put it out on uh we'll put it out on Twitter. I can hear the uh the strains of Billy Joel's uh, "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant" coming from the other room, and uh, as you know, a bottle of red, a bottle of white. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, getting
1: started already at 11.15 in the morning. It's it's
3: it's
0: it's not the happy hour podcast quite yet, Gary. Hold the hold the phone. All right. I think um, we should
2: yeah. do, we should do a special edition Friday happy hour, Thursday happy hour. Yeah, there you I, go. The next thing you
1: know, it'll be seven days a week happy hour. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of. Kind of a uh, down spiral in this. B-Y-O-B. You know, I, I'm
3: taking Shane's uh, inspiration. I'm going clean today.
1: You guys are both uh, brutal. I can't <laughs> believe you would do that. Dan, don't <laughs> fall into that. Yeah, you guys are not crazy. A, not a chance. No. no. no I'm no, trying to yet. cope. I might have a mimosa after this one, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done, Dan. Make it a double. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you next time on the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast. Stay safe, everybody.